Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wei and Kathy Show. I'm your host, Wei Fang. And uh, the day before, President Biden signed the Inflation Reduction Act. So this $740 billion law has been formally passed. Okay, and then there are a lot of questions about it. First, what is indeed this um, law about? There are nearly 800 pages, so it's not easy to understand. The second, you know, we'll learn about there will be 87,000 uh, auditors who could be just um, created by this uh, law. And what would they do? Is that true? Would they just come to our doors, carry guns? And um, should we be afraid or worried? And also, Senator from the Senator Manchin from West Virginia blasted this law. That's the reason why it passed. It got passed. So why did it change? He wasn't going along with it before. And also, what's the impact of this uh, act upon the American economy? Um, so this is the topic of today. So, so before we talk about this, um, I, do, I did some research, okay? And I, 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 I back up and, and take a, took a bird view of the situation and, uh, around this, uh, this act. So I want to share with you my discovery and my finding and my thought, too. Okay, so actually, as a matter of fact, since um, in the last uh, three years, do you know how much money our country, our government, the federal government has spent? Okay, literally, literally, um, seven more trillion dollars. So before the um, COVID-19, our national debt is $23 trillion. Now it stands at uh, over $30 trillion. Okay, first let's just uh, rewind. And in the February of 2020, okay, the COVID-19 uh, pandemic broke out and uh, got, you know, <clears throat> got into the U.S. And uh, so in the, f in, the f in the March, in the March 13, uh, President Trump declared the national emergency and then also start to shut down the economy. A few days later, on the March 26, the Congress passed the CARES, the CARES Act. And uh, so what, what is it about? It, is, uh, it was a law that the federal government will, will take out $2.2 trillion to help American people and American businesses. Because the President Trump said at, at that time, because it's the government's, um, it's a man, it, how to say, it's, it's, a, it's an artificial shutdown. Okay? It's an intentional shutdown. American people and American business did nothing wrong. So we should not let them shoulder the loss. So we still remember that we all went home at that time. A lot of companies shut down. They have their, um, <clears throat> they have their layoffs. And, uh, but then the CARE Act, from the CARE Act, a lot of checks was sent out from the government to us. I got it. I don't know about you. And the business also got reimbursed for lost revenue. And, uh, but the money soon got dis you know, was, was all spent. So at the end of the year of, of, of 2020, on December 21st, of 2020, when Trump is still the president, the Congress passed uh, another bill called Consolidated Appropriations Act. And then it took out uh, $900 billion. And Trump also signed that act. So after January 20th of 2021, um, Biden entered the White House and became the new president. And uh, at that time, to the Democratic Party, this is the first time they have the White House and the Senate and the House since 19, um, 2009. And it seems that they can do anything they want. And so Biden declared that they're going to 
he's, he's going to introduce the budget, um, a budget act that, has, that is, is as big as $6 trillion, okay, to promote the agenda of the Democratic Party. Okay, so like uh, green energy, like uh, social welfare, and, um, and the big government, and so on and so forth. So how big is $6 trillion? <clears throat> you know that FDR in the 1930s, uh, in his New Deal, how much money did he spend? Only, you know, $40 billion. Of course, the $40 billion then is about $900 billion today. But still, uh, Biden's ambition, $6, billion, $6 trillion, is more than six times as much as uh, FDR, um, yeah, President Roosevelt. And we all know that the um, Republican Party doesn't believe in big government, and they don't believe in just um, issue welfare money can, can better the society. So, of course, they won't get along. They, they won't go along with it. So what can they do about it? The only tool they have is the filibuster in the Senate, which took 60 votes to overcome. Um, so. Democratic Party, they got 50, 50 votes, right? 50 senators, including the um, um, Senator Manchin from the West Virginia, who, who is a Demo Democrat moderate, who do not always go along with the party's agenda. So, but they need, they need to have him. Without him, they won't pass anything. So, but then there's this uh, special reconciliation process. I don't know whether you know about that, when it has to do with the budget, and if the House have one you know, Budget Act, and the Senate has another one, and uh, they are not the same, and then there's a need for, to do the reconciliation. Then, through that special process, a simple majority can pass a law, okay? So this is the only chance, but this can only be used once a year. So this is the only chance that the Democratic Party can pass something just by themselves, without any support or collaboration from the Republican Party, okay? Of course, at this time, they have to have all 50 votes. The mansion cannot vote otherwise, or they won't be able to pass it. So on the March 11th of 2021, the Democratic Party used this opportunity for that year, 2021, to, to push through a bill called American Rescue Plan. So what, what is it? It's about um, like a speed up the recovery of the economy with $1.9 trillion from the federal government. So here I need to insert my comment here, okay? I do agree with the uh, purpose and uh, the way of working by the, by the CARES account, CARES Act, and also the Consolidated Appropriation Act. Because that was a special situation. In that kind of situation, the government has to act. And uh, in this sense, actually, compared to the government of China, throughout the la in the last three years, the CCP did not take out $1 to give to the people or the business to help them get through the you know, pandemic crisis. They don't. They just don't. Believe it or not, a lot of the government did it. But the CCP, Chinese government, did not do it. But so this is show the contrast, in my view, the, the difference between the American government and the Chinese government. American government, indeed, indeed, is, is the government of the people and uh, for the people. So, so this, that's the difference. Um, but however, look at this American Rescue Plan, which has you know, allocated $1.9 trillion. I personally don't think that's the right way to move, that, the right move. Because the economy, the crisis, the height of crisis is over. The economy is, you know, is just coming back. And uh, 
you know, the businesses and the individual has been reimbursed in the year of 2020. Now the business reopened up, people need to go to work. At this time, you, you just disperse $1.9 trillion. So that a lot of people start weighing that. Do I go to work or do I just sit at home and take this money? It seems that uh, working eight hours a day, I don't really make much more than the, this free check I got from home. And the same thing with the small business. You know, in order to get this uh, money from the government, they need to show loss. So they think, maybe I just don't, don't open my business. I can get this free money. I can take the time to do some, something else that I want or enjoy life. So at this time, issuing this $1.9 trillion does, apparently does not help with our economy. Actually, it hurt. And today, we, we have this, this uh, once in a 40-year high inflation. A lot of economists said that has to do with this uh, $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan. But of course, um, well, um, President Biden believe, and, and the Democratic Party believe that uh, <clears throat> spending money would create jobs and would, uh, you know, would uh, bring prosperity to our society. So beyond this, um, besides this $1.9 trillion, they have uh, even more ambitious plan. They want to spend another $4 trillion. How to do that? Two steps. First, it's called the American Jobs Plan. Okay, and what is the American Jobs Plan? It covers infrastructure and uh, infrastructure upgrade and also the climate change, the spending on those, and uh, which involved $2.3 trillion, $2.3 trillion. The second step is called the American Family Plan. Okay, it has a lot of um, um, welfare and a policy to issue money to the family, to the mothers, and so on and so forth. Altogether, it's another $1.7 trillion. So add this to American Job Plan and American Family Plan, altogether is $4 trillion. Okay, so of course, GOP does not get on, go along with it. So they, they, they try to resist at, at every possible step. So, but because Democratic Party already used up that once-in-a-year opportunity, the reconciliation, right, so they cannot just forcefully push through another bill, spending bill, uh, with a simple majority. So they step back. So they talk to the Democratic Party uh, and Republican Party saying that, how about let's just narrow the scope, pass the infrastructure um, bill. And uh, so GOP become interested because Trump has, for five years, has been saying that, uh, you know, Americans' infrastructure is too old, hasn't been up to up upgraded for decades and is no match for China or the, you know, Hong Kong and so on and so forth. It's a shame, right? So normally, <clears throat> Republican Party do not want to <clears throat> issue money, okay, um, spend money, government money on infrastructure upgrade. But since Trump keep pushing that and they believe that, you know, they believe in him in that sense, in my, in my view. So they said, okay, let's be flexible. So they agree to work with the Democratic Party and then so together, they indeed, they passed this, so, this bill called the Infrastructure and the Job Act. So originally, a Republican Party only wanted to spend $700 billion because they think that's about enough. But Democratic Party pushing like a clean water and uh, <clears throat> power grid and um, you know, broadband and so on and so forth. They call that, they, they, those are all infrastructure. You know, normally, infrastructure has to do with bridge, high, you know, highway, and uh, airport. But anyway... So they, they blow that up to um, $1.2 trillion. And then with the blessing of the um, Republican Party, that one got passed. So at that moment, if you remember, I don't know whether you remember, Trump was really, really critical. He said that the Democratic, you know, Republican Party, how could you do this? And, uh, but if, as you remember, right, Trump 
Trump advocate for infrastructure upgrade? Why did he you know, criticize this infrastructure bill? In my view, okay, in my observation, uh, it's because although Trump advocate infrastructure upgrade, it does not mean that for government to, you know, to, to, to take that and to pay for that. During the four years of Trump's first term, he did not push for infrastructure bill. And um, so from his words, from, his, uh, from all the related news, I can tell that if he were to do it, he's going to you know, have the private money you know, leading there, the government only assisting. So his idea is not to spend a lot of federal government's money, but still can get this done. And then remember that Trump himself is a great builder himself. If he continue to be the president, and, it, and the two, for him to build the infrastructure, it's going to be an outstanding piece of project. Just like how he built the, um, how to say, the, the ice skating ring in the, um, in the Central Park, if you, you know, if you read his biography, biography um, the, 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 the Art of the Deal. And then, so it's much, much more efficient than, what, how, how, than the way that government did it. So now, Trump is no longer the you know, president, so, but uh, the politicians in Washington simply adopt this, let's write a check, let's write a check of $1.2 trillion to do this. And then they think they're doing the same thing as, as Trump. No, because Trump would be finish the project and save the money in the same time. But the politicians, they just write the check. Whether, you know, how the infrastructure work will be done, will that be done clean, will that be dragged out and create a, you know, become a mess, we don't know. But if it happens, it's not surprising, right? That's the efficiency of the government. Government bureaucracy is not made to run efficient investment project. Okay, but anyway, that was the, Trump is no longer the president, and so that's the way they did. So they passed that $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. So after this, maybe the GOP think that the uh, Democratic Party would stop. But no, they continue on. So after the infrastructure bill, they put everything, the rest of things together. They call this uh, like home, public home building. They call that home infrastructure, believe it or not. Okay, they just collect everything into something called the Build, Bad, Build Back Better Act. So altogether, it's uh, $4 trillion. Then at that time, inflation came up. And uh, Senator Manchin think this is too much. It's too much. So he hesitated. He, he paused. He doesn't want to participate. So without him, you, got, you only got 49 votes in the Senate. You cannot pass anything. So they entered this negotiation. Initially, it was $4 trillion. Then they lowered that to 3.5. Then lowered to 2.2. And finally, Manchin said, I can, the most I can work with is $1.7 trillion. But before the Democratic Party replied to him, himself even back up from there, saying that one, inflation is too high, $1.7 trillion, that won't do either. So then you think that uh, probably the, the big spending movement by the Democratic Party would finish. But, well, the fact of the matter is, so the D Democratic Party has been working with Manchin in private for several months. So finally, they were able to convince him. So on the July 27th, and uh, Schumer, Senator Schumer and Senator Manchin issued a joint announcement, okay, saying that uh, they're going to pass this uh, $740 billion Inflation Reduction Act. So what is this, uh, the act that convinced uh, Ma um, Senator Manchin? Let's talk about this a little bit. So essentially, uh, the first biggest agenda is to spend on the clean energy, third, $370 billion. 
on the clean energy and also on the climate change. This is the single most, uh, how's, how to say, in biggest investment of the U.S. government on the climate change. Okay, they claim that by 2030, they're able to reduce the, how the greenhouse, um, greenhouse gas emission uh, by 40% compared to the level of 2005. But whether you believe it or not, I don't know. Okay, 2030. We'll have to wait for 80 years to see whether that, that would happen or not. And, uh, so, um, and then in the meantime, they it also allocated two, uh, $27 billion to the energy um, department for them to run this venture, venture capital, okay, to encourage this uh, innovation in the uh, private sectors on the green uh, energy. And also, the money was also spent, used to spend, to encourage common people to buy EV car. And also there's this, it's called environmental justice investment. What does that mean? Basically, it's called like in disadvantaged community and they need to give them a grant and give them investment fund and to favor that kind of community and so on and so forth. All right. And in the meantime, also, they're going to extend the Obamacare for another three years. For that, the government needs to spend $64 billion. And also here, they said they're going to reduce the federal deficit by $300 billion. When it come to this, everybody will be happy. Well, that's great. You know, it doesn't seem to be a you know, Democratic Party agenda, you know, reducing the deficit. So that sounds great. And this is also the reason that uh, Senator Manchin signed on board, signed on this uh, bill. But what is the essence of that? We're going to talk about that a bit later, okay? The next one is something that is very astonishing. And uh, $80 billion for 10 years will be given to the IRS. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I INS. Yeah, IRS, yes. And then, okay, so now the key is, where does this money come from? We're talking about spending $372 billion on the green energy and uh, reduce the deficit by you know, $300 billion, and then the Obamacare and so on and so forth. Where does the money come from? Okay, the bill said they're going to raise $737 billion. Okay, among them, $270 billion come from the you know, negotiation of the you know, Medicare with the drug companies, lower the price of the drug. And so that comes from that. And uh, also then $220 billion would come from the 15% uh, corporate minimum tax rate okay, for companies that with revenue income larger than $1 billion. And the $34 billion would come from 1% tax on the stock buyback. And another one, the final one is $200 billion would be, you know, come from the tax evasion, okay? And uh, remember, $80 billion will be given to IRS, and then, you know, people said IRS is going to build another $87,000 like an auditor army, and with guns come to your doors. Um, so the <clears throat> Democratic Party is saying that, uh, you know, they're crying wolf, okay? This is ridiculous. Nothing like that will happen. So indeed, what, what is the truth? So I check it out. And the 87,000, this number came from actually last year's Treasury Annual Report. The, in the Annual Report, the Treasury, Treasury Department said, the IRS said if they are given $80 billion in 10 years, they're going to double their manpower and, and add another 87,000 people, Okay. So would all of them become auditor? No. They said only like 57% of that money will be going to the enforcement part. 
which is about you know fifty-two thousand people. So it's not eighty-seven thousand people. It's a fifty-two thousand people enforcement officer. So it's still pretty scary. Remember, Navy Reserve, that army, Navy Reserve, that military branch only have sixty thousand people, and then now we got extra fifty-two thousand enforcement officials for the IRS. So. Okay, would they come to our door? Would they create a you know bring a lot of fear to us? And then the Treasury、um, Secretary Janet Yellen said, "We only check rich people and a big company. We won't check on middle class." But my question to you is, is it, what about next year? What about two years from now? What about three years from now? What about another Treasury Treasury Secretary after Janet? Um, Yenan. So this is the thing, right? So once after we give the IRS the money, the power, then what they're gonna do, what they won't be doing, is beyond your control. They got that. So as you, we all remember, the IRS was checking, picking on the conservatives and audit them, and even up to today, they still have not, you know, have not answered every question about that. And、uh, <clears throat> so that's that. So as for indeed, how many people they will be hiring? We don't know. This is very very early stage. IRS has not got the money. They have not acted yet. So it's according to what I just explained it to you. Eighty-seven thousand people came from the last year's Treasury's annual report. And then could this happen? Would they be hiring fifty-two thousand people as the enforcement officer? It's likely. It's likely. Would that come to your door? We don't know. We don't know. Once they have the power, it's their decision. Okay, now let's come to the next question. Why、um, Senator Manchin let this let this pass? So he has been resisting, right? Those big spending bills. In my view, in my research, three reasons. First, he said I've been resisting enough. It's not. It is not four、uh, trillion dollars. It's not three point five. It's not two point two. It's not one point seven. It is only seven hundred billion dollars. I did my best. The second, and they, he did exchange bargain with the Democratic、uh, Party leadership. Because、uh, West Virginia, for the coal of West Virginia to get a federal permit, okay, is difficult. So he he made a deal with them, with Schumer, saying that when the Permit Act came along a few months later, you know they're gonna support him. So that's that. So as the exchange condition, as a condition for exchange, and the mention will blast this、uh, Inflation Reduction Act. The third is about this, you know, deficit reduction, three hundred billion dollars. Reduction per year, and that sounds great, right? And we all know that、uh, you know he knows that、uh, GOP doesn't like、uh, deficit, American doesn't like deficit, and Manchin himself doesn't like deficit. And for any rational pe- people, they don't like deficit because you you cannot spend money you don't have. Okay, but the thing is how to reduce deficit. That's one way: reduce spending. Another way is increase the tax. And、uh, normally during the Reagan time, forty years ago, what did Reagan, Reagan, Reagan faced the same situation, and what he did, reduced the、uh, social welfare, reduced the spending of the government. He balanced the act that way. But with Manchin, his approach of reducing deficit is to increase spending. All right. So, according to our constitution, our government, federal government, should be a small government. They all, they are only authorized, given twenty one, twenty one rights to do things. Other things they are not supposed to, you know, in charge of it, like、uh, clean water, like a、uh, power grid, p- 
broadband, disadvantaged community, and the healthcare, and so on and so forth. Okay, it has nothing to do with the federal government. If we let you know, founding father told us, so our, our federal government, what they should do is to spend less and save more. All right. So this, and this is the Reagan's way, 40 years ago. But now Manchin, he said, let's in order to reduce the deficit, we need to increase tax. Right, so increase a lot of tax on the medical companies, then um, you know on the taxpayers and on the American private companies, and then that's the way to do that. Increase tax. They are hurting the productivity of American business to get that extra income. So it's the same on the surface. It's a deficit reduction, but for Reagan, 40 years ago, it's about reduce welfare and reduce tax. And today, what I mentioned and. The, and the Biden did is increase welfare and increase tax. So the, they just complete opposite approach, okay? So now the last, let's talk about uh, what is, why it's called the Inflation Reduction Act. You already heard my, my talking about what's the content in that bill. That's, can you sense anything that has to do with inflation reduction? If you cannot do that, okay, you're not, you are, you are not alone because the, you know, the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office estimated that the bill would have no statistically significant effect on inflation. Furthermore, the Penn, the University of Pennsylvania, the Wharton Budget Model, also estimated that the bill would have no statistically significant effect on the inflation. But why do they call it this way, Inflation Reduction Act? Because it's fashionable. We've got a terrible inflation now in order to win the approval of the common people, of our citizen, uh, American people. They call it Inflation Reduction Act, although you know, the content of the bill really have nothing to do with it. And are they afraid that uh, the people will figure this out? No, they don't worry. Why? Because it is 800 pages bill. Nobody will be reading that. That's the first reason. The second, just Google, just Google Inflation Reduction Act now. You're going to find all the mainstream media is just escorting this. They're saying good things about this act. They do not talk about what I'm talking to you now. And uh, so because of that reason, they are confident that nobody will figure this out. So they, just, they dare to use a fashionable but untruthful name called the Inflation Reduction Act for this act, you know, which is essentially raise tax and, and spend on new energy tax. So you know, we call this, uh, you know, oh, oh, Orwellian naming, right? So similar things like the, the, the first uh, law of the 117th Congress. The first law is, you know, Nancy Pelosi raised that. It's about actually take the management of the, of the election from the state to the federal government. So it should be called that way. But no, it's called a For the People Act. For the People Act. Does that, does that have anything to do with the people? So it's a similar thing, okay? We call that... that uh, um, or William naming, all right, the same thing. The name is not truthful, but name is a good name. And hopefully nobody figured this out. So that's how they push through this. Um, yeah, I don't know whether what I'm talking about is too long and whether you think it's worthwhile. Um, if not, you know, just let me know. Yeah, I do want to get your feedback. And finally, let's take a look of uh, how you think about, um, you know, the topic today. Or you already know this, maybe you already know this. And... Um, Daniel vouched that way your timeline is very helpful. It's really put into perspective. Yeah, thank you. John Durr said, excellent research and reporting. Way great, greatly appreciated. Yeah, thank you. 
Thank you. That's indeed. Okay, we have to look at the big picture. Otherwise, something passed, something passed. You know what? Busy. We're busy with our work, with our life, with our business, with our family. We don't have time to read that 800-page thing. And oftentimes, you know, the bill just passed, not only in the federal government, in our state, and um, each of our state. They can pass that without our even noticing that. It's already become the law that's, um, you know, that's above us. So, anyway... So that's the, that's the thing I want to report it to you. And uh, again, I just want to share with you with your story. A few days ago, okay, I have after this uh, lunch with a, a local government official. Strictly speaking, no. He's the leader of a business that work that is uh, contracted by the government, local government. We're having this uh, lunch at this, uh, okay, the, 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 this uh, sandwich place. And we talk about, uh, you know, things that I saw. Like, I even talk about the Curtis Bowers uh, grinding down America. Ended up, he saw that. He, so he know a lot of things. So he then pointed out, he said, the manager, the manager of the restaurant, he's a Republican, and that waiter is a Republican. We mainly just all have Republicans here. And so I asked him, why don't you, why don't you do, do something about it? He was thinking, well, I'm not sure. So I, 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 then I told him, because the crisis has not gotten into your face, right? And he said, yeah, I think so. So he talked about a particular story about in the 60s in Manhattan, okay, in, the, in, the, in southern Manhattan, uh, those uh, liberal people, and they were just marching up, and, you know, uh, north through the Fifth Avenue, and then they hold these flags, this anti-U.S., anti-American culture, and uh, all kinds of uh, messy stuff, okay, anti-the war and things like that. So when they come to the midtown, and uh, there's a construction worker who were working on the high rise at that time, the, the building. And they got so mad. They came down there, they beat them up. They beat, the, they beat them up. So he gave me that example. He said, because they saw that this, this is too much. They're, humili they're humiliating. Okay, those, those extra uh, liberal people, they're humiliating our country. They cannot bear with it, with it. So those construction workers came down, came down from the, you know, for, for, for the frames, uh, and they just beat them up. This is one example, okay? So when, when things have not come to our face, we think it's bearable, we still can carry on our life, there's still enough freedom for us to carry on you know, our, our life, so we probably will just uh, live with it. Because to raise something, you know, object to it, will bring trouble to us. So this is, um, I think this is uh, how people feel. And, uh, but as someone who came from China, I know what this is leading to. Okay, two decades later, maybe one decade later, maybe six, seven years later, even when we wanted to do something about it, we could not. So this is where we are. So, yeah, as Chinese-American, you know, we don't speak native English. We don't, you know, we don't, we don't necessarily know this country well enough. We're timid, we cannot even convince our kids. Okay, who got educated in the American schools. So we were, we were not certain, okay? We were not confident, but we know what it's leading to, what, what this is leading to. So some, of, some, some, some among us, I mean Chinese-American like me, even though I don't speak perfect English, I came to the front, came to the front line, and started doing a show like this, Kathy and I, because we feel somebody has to do it, okay? Um, yeah. But our purpose is to wake up everybody and uh, what is upcoming. It's, 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 a, it's, a common, it's a communism, not in the name of communism that's coming. 
and it's like a like this government official who shared with me it's like a rust keep growing day and night they don't stop they only stop when we stand in their way and stop them so i think we should be you know we should be active we should be spreading truth we should be supporting you know become active in election and the community work we should become active in our school district we should you know we should you know tell the truth to our kids to our neighbors and to people that we can talk to each of us should do that and uh, the country is in our hands uh, today in my chinese show actually i talk about um, the 10 years the 10 years before 1976 i'm sorry said 1776 so for 10 years the colonists at that time 2.5 million people they went through a similar process of uh, reflection and a self-examination okay first you know, they don't got representation even though they pay tax. It's not fair, but it's not unbearable. Okay, that's the first thing. Do we want to rise up and, uh, and rectify that situation? It's a hesitation. They have hesitation. The second is, you know, what's our, what's our duty, you know, to pursue freedom? Are, are we good enough? Can we govern, govern ourselves? So those kind of, you know, thought, you know, self-examination, and then overcome the fear and become proactive. Actually, the country, well, the pre-country, <laughs> the pre-country America, went through those thinking process for 10 years, from 1766 you know, to 1776. Historians call that period of time moral reform, the period of moral reform, okay? Finally, they concluded that we shall become independent. We're good enough, we're diligent enough, we are free people. Are we in a similar situation as then? Okay, things are bad. There's a lot of ridiculous things, but they are not uh, bad enough. They're not in our face. Maybe we can bear with it because it's too much to react to it. Is that right? Or we should stop and reflect our duty just like our, you know, the colonists back then, our forefathers reflected this over. I share all this with my, you know, Chinese-American viewers okay on the channels i have seventy thousand of them and um so it's well it was well received anyway this is just my thought and um thank you very much for staying with us spending this time i think um yeah we all have duties at this time okay take care good night until tomorrow oh not tomorrow i'm sorry until monday bye bye